In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, what's up? It's Jeff Zimfer once again, your humble host. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio. Uh, appreciate you being here. All right, so let's get started with uh, some basic housekeeping, if you will. I want to give a shout out as we're trying to do this as a, a regular practice. Shout out to those that are leaving us reviews on the podcast. And you can do that wherever you get your podcast at. But uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Andrew C. Andrew C. Another great show from Jeff. You always provide great guests and drill down with your questioning to get real usable information that I can implement into my mortgage business. Thanks. Keep the great podcast going. Andrew C., thanks to you, man. If you're listening, hit me up, private message me. We'll get you a podcast t-shirt, little mortgage marketing radio love. Just uh, hit me up with your address and your shirt size on Facebook message there if you want, or in the group itself on Facebook, the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast, and we will send you the love. Appreciate you leaving the reviews. And if you're listening to this, haven't yet left a review, that's your chance. You know where to do it. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcast at. Love to hear your comments and feedback on the show. Uh, speaking of that, I wanted to give a shout out to um, some of those folks that I hung out with at the Mortgage, uh, the Mastermind Summit in Vegas just this past week. It was great to connect with other fellow Mortgage Marketing Pro members. So Michelle, uh, uh, Jill and Rob, um, Liz and Rob. Hey guys, I appreciate you a lot. It was so great to hang out with you there in person and connect. And that's the beauty of in-person. You're never going to replace in-person. I just appreciate the connection, the relationship. Um, you know, And I get, I get a lot out of the time that we uh, got to spend together there in person. So I just wanted to say, again, thanks a lot for making time to grab lunch together and allow us to all connect. We're all doing great things. And let's keep that connection going live in the community, our private Facebook group. Speaking of not replacing in person, hey, this episode is brought to you as always by the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. What is that? Well, you just heard me talk about some of our actual members getting together locally in person. And uh, that's what we can do and do do when we can. However, aside from that, what we're doing is helping you, the loan officer, get 
real estate agent relationships and referrals. And we do that a number of ways. The primary way, of course, is by equipping you to build your local personal brand, hyper-local in your local community with real estate agents, attracting them out to come see you and your agent classes. That's right. A hot agent class every single month delivered to you. Turnkey, PowerPoint, speaker notes, handouts, video, customized flyer done for you all in a snap, as well as weekly group coaching calls. And if that wasn't enough, hey, not only are we helping you get in front of real estate agents, we're helping you become a modern originator through self-paced courses on social media. We got brand new ones on Instagram being loaded in there as you're listening to this. We've got YouTube. We got Facebook ads. We got Facebook business page. We, You name it, we got it to help you become a modern originator, get to the customer first, and build your personal brand online and off. As a matter of fact, a quick shout out to uh, one of our pro members who just left this comment uh, in our private group, Nick Fendeg. What's up, man? Nick, Nick says the, has this little share in our, our uh, Facebook group here. says, too cool not to share. Nick was doing the Alexa class. By the way, that's one of the classes we have for real estate agents, um, how agents can get started with Alexa flash briefings. So Nick was uh, promoting his class, posted it all over Facebook because we helped them do that. Uh, an agent saw his class, said she couldn't make it, but super bummed. But what Nick did, because he's smart, he said, hey, sorry you can't make the class. How about we grab a one-on-one? Boom. Now he's got a meeting set with an agent he's never met before. She reached out to him. Furthermore, right? Nick did the class. The title rep he's partnered with is introducing him to a uh, coach within a real estate office who wants Nick to come do the class in the local real estate office just from hearing about this class. Folks, that's the power, the ripple effect, the impact of building a personal brand right? Of creating a persona for yourself, of adding value and being known for something more than just a place to get alone, right? That's relevant and important, but how do you stand up apart from the rest? How do you rise above the noise? You need something unique and different. Maybe the Mortgage Marketing Institute Pro Membership is it for you. Want to learn more? Go check it out. Posted a short video. You can watch everything right there, mortgagemarketing.pro. Go get your deets. And if you got any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Really excited to bring my special guest on, Trevor Hammond. Trevor is what I would call an elite mortgage professional. And why do I say that? Well, let me give you a couple of examples here. Trevor's been on a journey to change his business to better suit his life and for him to you know, not be a slave to the business. So, so Trevor's done some incredible things we're going to talk about on the podcast, but what's, here's what's notable. Last year, Trevor enjoyed 155 days off. Yes, completely unplugged. No emails, no phone calls, and did this while growing one of the largest branches in the country for Sierra Pacific Mortgage, while still originating personal loans and taking on regional responsibilities for Oregon and Washington. All of that only came about because of his commitment to having like-minded professionals real estate partners, having high trust, engaging conversations and customer process that allowed him to grow his business um, organically, if you will. So what do I mean? So let's talk about this. Here's what Trevor and I talk about. Trevor's got this incredible processes that I'll just quickly tease you on a couple of these. We'll get into the podcast. The home buyer retrieval program, the home buyer retention program. We're talking about fiscal literacy. We're talking about how to have high trust level conversations uh, with clients, with referral partners that accelerate the process, that accelerate the trust, that convert more clients and referral partners to trust you. And bottom line, build your business largely based on referrals. So Trevor's also uh, a go-getter, right? He's done some interesting things 
in terms of uh, being an author. He's also uh, written a book, a couple of books, actually. He's a co-author of Borrow Smart, Retire Rich. He's a certified mortgage advisor and a uh, founding member and contributor to the National Institute of Financial Education. And he is leading the way with helping originators become an elite mortgage professional. And I would dare say that that comes from having right the right types of highly intentional, yes, dialogue and script driven, not robotic script driven, but really connecting types of scripting and dialogue with his clients and referral partners. And you'll hear exactly what those are on this podcast and how he converses with clients and referral partners to differentiate himself, to build trust, to take people off the street, to reduce rate shopping, and to earn the bulk of business of his key referral partners going deep versus going wide. So I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation with Trevor. Uh, great education for me on building a true right referral-based, high-trust, high-converting mortgage practice that still leaves you a life. So let's do it. Let's get into this week's show. Trevor Hammond, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Glad to be here. Thank you for being here on short notice, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So I caught you the other day. I think it was about two days ago. You were in the uh, the High Trust uh, Sales Academy, if that's the correct name for it, High Trust Group with Todd Duncan. Right? Yep. And I saw you doing a session. Um, you were t- covering a lot of topics, but I wanted to, and I appreciate your willingness to share, and you yeah. have that abundance mindset. So that's great. I wanted to bring you on with my audience and, and, and perhaps talk through some of those concepts you talked about. But before we do get into that, real quick, tell the listeners a little bit about Trevor, how long you've been in the business, and why do you love this? Well, I haven't always loved the business. I, that's a great way you phrase that. I think what makes me love it now is and be more valuable to everybody I coach and, and support at my own branch. Uh, I'm in Portland, Oregon, and 21 years in the business. And you know, like everybody, you know, you, you go through those burnout phases. Right. I've invested in a lot of coaching for myself. Mm-hmm. I still do. You know, I, I sometimes I add it up when, uh, and my wife hates to hear it sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I spend in excess of 30, it could be up to 40 grand a year in personal development. Mm-hmm. One-on-one coaches, group coaches, uh, mm-hmm. from Duncan to entrepreneurial coaching. Right. One of the things I, I learned over the years was when you're hating the job, when you're hating the business, when you're getting burnt out, it's usually, if you really break it down, it's just because you're spending too much time on activities you can't stand doing. Mm. Right, simple as that. So, pacing conditions. Really, for me, I just said, well, then the rest of my career is how do I gradually peel all that stuff away and just focus on the two or three things I love to do. Mm. And the things I love to do are what makes me the most money too. So, I get better at it. So that's basically that. It also ties into now what I want to bring to mortgage professionals too. What are those things you love to do that make you the most money? FaceTime with clients. Mm-hmm. Right, sitting across the table from a client or next to a client, and get and just teaching them things uh, that they haven't learned before. Right about real estate finance, perhaps, or or how to better uh, manage their cash flow, get out of debt, um, and seeing that light bulb on. Right, I think most good mortgage professionals love that component of their business. Mm. Um, problem is that's twenty percent of their day typically. Right, um, going out to coffee, meeting with like-minded real estate professionals. Mm-hmm. Whether you love them or, or don't, they're they're very important to our business as mortgage professionals. But a lot of people don't position it right, or they they work with the wrong people, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be set up as vendors instead of strategic partners. So, 
be clear on who you want to work with, only spend time with those, and then get really, really good at adding value. And those that's fun time, right? Yeah, right. And then coaching. For me, I mean, I can sit there. Uh, yesterday, I had I had seven back to backs all day, starting with a two hour financial advisor presentation, and really, I that's just coaching, right? I'm coaching financial planners and mortgage professionals on how to work together, right. and then on one coaching meetings with all my my mortgage advisors. Hmm. I walk out of those days with more energy than I start, right? And so, whatever that is for a loan officer, you know, i.e., mortgage advisor, I, I don't like the term loan officers typically, but hmm. Figure that out and then gradually, whether it's hiring assistants or just firing the wrong clients um, <laughs> or just not doing things, just spend the next 10, 20 years just figuring that out and you'll be happy. You'll love the job. I want to go back to something you said, what you love to do, what that makes you the most money is you know consulting with clients, educating them with clients or educating clients. Clearly, you have the heart of a teacher. I'm curious... Because you, you know, you're very well dialed into different styles and ways of doing business out there. And I'm curious if that style of business, and I'm a big believer in that as well, is if you, if you can get FaceTime with the clients, all the better. Your conversion goes up, right? Trust goes up, all that stuff. Have you found in the last few years that there's, there's been additional resistance to that? Or what have you found in trying to get people face-to-face? Like a, the consumer, the home buyer? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I think we're shifting back. Right. You know, one of the phrases I say a lot nowadays is do what Amazon mortgage won't be able to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, do what Quicken's not doing. Go where they're going, do what they're not doing. Right. This is a, this is a lot of conversations with Todd Duncan, you know, uh, yeah. a mentor of mine. And it's getting back to that. It's the same as like drip marketing campaigns. Mm. I'm my team off that stuff. I, I think everybody, yeah. everybody has them. So sure. we, everybody's running one way, we got to run a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's just going, well, sit back, right? Grab a grab your favorite beverage and go, what would the experience need to be like for someone to want to eagerly drive into your office to see you? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the real question That's we need. Question. What would be valuable? And how do you set it up properly and build uh, build yourself up to be in demand versus on demand? It's for them to want to get a babysitter or leave work early and fight traffic because the experience with you is going to be that great or that valuable. And Mm. and when people go, well, you know, they're busy and I got Zoom and all this stuff. Yeah, you you can do that. But we all can agree that your conversion rate is always a little bit better, if not a lot better face-to-face. Sure. And we can also agree that those same people that don't want to drive in to see you do make time to go get their hair done every single month mm-hmm. here they're about to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars that they only do it a few times over the course of their entire life. Yeah. So if you just can believe that and talk yourself into how important this is, because I think some people don't believe it's that important to come have people come meet with them. Sure. To me, it is. You got to come in, everything else has got to be shut away. You can't have your, your phone ringing off the hook. You can't be talking to me while you're at work. We got to put stuff up on the big screen. And we got to map out your your financial plan around financing the biggest asset of your life. I mean, it's that important. If we don't do this right, it's putting you on a trajectory to never get where you want to be financially. So it's just believing that and then realizing it's that important. And then it will come out when you're right, when you're having that first discovery call with a new client. Yeah. Either you do it or you don't. Well, what if they still don't want to? Well, 
you can you could say, well, then that's not how we operate. Best of luck, you know, working online with somebody, or you could say, you know what, okay, you know, I'll do Zoom, you know, as long as you can FaceTime. Right, right. Hmm. I like that approach. Is that some of the dialoguing you use, or at least the positioning, right, when it comes to helping to convince them the importance of this meeting? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, this is coaching hat always on, but sure. I'm a big stickler of empowering yourself. You know, it's just, it's so easy to blame a real estate agent that you're trying to work with and who will only hand out three cards that you're trying to get to hand out one card. It's somebody who's not willing to come in and see you or somebody who's still just commoditizing you back to whether or not you can, you can match somebody else's rate. It's not their fault. It's our fault to sell them on the fact that that's not the way to do things. Mm-hmm. And when you can, when you can, Look in the mirror and say that to yourself. It kind of it empowers you again to go. All right, how do I just got to get better? I get better at creating why this is so important. And, and it's you know it's having a lot of videos. You know, I got somebody that reached out to me uh, last week, and it was I had met him a couple months ago. He says, "I've watched all your videos. I want you to do my mortgage." <laughs> it's a one point. You know, he's building a one point four million dollar house. Once wow. about an eight hundred thousand dollars mortgage. And I'd met him one time face-to-face just through a friend having a beer. And then out of the blue, he calls me a couple months later and says, I want you to do my mortgage. Literally just said that. I said, well, you don't usually hear that, you know, that adamant. Yeah. Watching my videos. So he'd been kind of set up that, wow, they're different. They view it different. And I agree with what they believe, right? I believe what they believe. And that's, that takes a lot of work, takes discipline. But if you're committed to it, then people will come see you. All right. So tell me then about your process, your you know, pre-meeting process or in this, I'm wondering with that guy, it makes me think, um, do you intentionally try and direct people through a journey that allows them to engage your content prior to meeting you? I mean, I know that happens sometimes organically, right? But is there, the big question is, is, is give me, give us a sense of your prospect to client journey, just a high level. Yeah. Our, and it's always evolving, you know? Yeah. If I, if I say the word humility is important, I'm, I'll be the first one. Um, it's never perfect, but I'm always, I think what my, my advisors have found is they've got somebody while they're doing business and working on today, clients, not trying to get partners. I'm sitting back sometimes behind a closed door going, how do we continuously make it better and better and better mm. protect ourselves from the future changes to our industry. Yeah. And again, we are all, our group is all about the high trust approach, the relationship uh, referral uh, approach. The process right now is really get a really good handoff, right? Uh, introduction from whether it's your client, your database, it, however it comes in, get what we call a discovery call. And sometimes people, you know, if they're big teams, they try to hand that off to an assistant and they just go into taking an application first. I think we're back in the world like it, you've, got, you've got to have a phone call first. You've got to be on the phone with those people because that's your chance to, that's your first sale. Is that first 15 to 30 minute phone call? Right. Then from there until the consultation, everything else I believe can be delegated or or, or, or automated, right? Mm. But get really, really good at that, that first conversation. Ask them questions they, they aren't used to being asked. Um, and get so good at that that uh, they they hear things from you that creates new thought and they're not even asking you about interest rate. So that's the first phase is just helping loan officers get really, really good at that first conversation. Then some of them, it's as they're going through that, they just finish the application while they're on the phone. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of those questions are, you know, how long do you think you might be in the house? Okay, where do you work? And you you weave those into those really um, those power statements, those pattern interrupt statements. 
Um, then we want to get a face-to-face consultation as we were just talking about. Uh, yeah. And if you do that first call right, you're setting the stage for you're going to come in. We're going to sit down, put the numbers up on the big screen. We're going to look at option A, which is what you're telling me, right? You just sold that house and you've got a couple hundred thousand dollars from the sale. You're telling me you want to put it all down. Great. We're going to show you how to do that. And then we'll probably have two or three other scenarios we might want to put side by side because it's it's not just about how to get the lowest interest rate, right? It's about what's the lowest cost of owning a home over time, right? Minimizing your taxes, optimizing your ability to save. And when you, when you get good at those phrases and those come out in that first call, then they start to see, they start to realize, okay, there's more to it than just coming in and seeing what the fees and rates are. Right. You know, so that it's that, then get the loan application, leverage automation, right? Day one certainty on everybody, um, minimize the paperwork you need to get from people. And maybe some people aren't still, still aren't doing that to its fullest yet. Get <laughs> in for consultation, map out the strategy, get them pre-approved, then stay in front of them while they're out shopping for a house. Mm, okay. How? What do you explain how you do that? Add value. Uh, and this is a constant work in progress, but mm. not to offend any of us, because I, I am a, you know, I grew up as a salesperson, right? We're all selling something. We're selling ourselves. We're selling us over Quicken or, sure. or the bank relationship already in place. But if you look at disk tests or Colby, Pro, Colby profile, K-O-L-B-E that, that I've I've got all these, you know, personality profiles, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I suck at follow-up. People do. Most salespeople so, do, right. Right? Most salespeople do. Um, so just own it. Be open to that. And either automate the stay-in-touch process or hire somebody that's better than you at follow-up because the fortune's in the follow-up. Mm-hmm. Right? And as Todd Duncan taught me, you know, 15, 16 years ago, if you don't follow up, they won't follow through. Mm. But everybody complains that, man, I did so much for them. They came in. They loved us. They loved everything. They never even asked about rate. Two months later, they ended the contract. And guess what? Yeah, they've moved on. Hey, um, I just got a rate quote from my bank or my, my realtor said to talk to a couple of the people they knew. Can you send me over a, a quote? Like everything you did two months right. ago. So what I'm really working on now is how do you create an experience that just goes from that first point of contact through till contract? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I shared that some of the some of the, that live video I did in High Trust today last week or whenever that was. That was Wednesday. My gosh, yeah. The real estate report card, right? If we're going to throw out any yeah. tool people can use, um, sure. We leverage the crud out of real estate report card from MBS Highway. It shows that we we have credibility. It shows that we have our finger on the pulse of the market, and that comes out every month. So right there, you have one tool that's very inexpensive that you can send out to people while they're out shopping. And then it's, you know, it's phone calls. It's a, it's a surprise gift, right? In the mail, all those things. Once they're in contract, if they have kids, you send out a, uh, like, I think it's called we're moving Berenstein bears book. <laughs> I love it. You know, I mean, cause it's all about the kids. Oh, I want to pause there. I want to make sure everybody heard yeah. that idea. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. You know, I got it from somebody, somebody is more brilliant than me always. You know, uh, R and D rip off and duplicate, right? Right. Uh, it's it's Berenstein Bears, and I think it's called We're Moving or It's Moving Day. Some of my mortgage advisors have stacks of them in their office. Yeah. And uh, soon as you get word that they got a contract, you send that book out, and they love it. it it's just a cool uh, for little kids. It's it's a big deal. 
So I love that. I love that. Let's let's for a second clarify for those who don't have uh, MBS Highway. That is uh, Barry Habib's awesome tool. Uh, I'm looking at it right here, but give everybody a quick definition of real estate report card, what that is. It's one of the, it's one of the many tools. I mean, Barry keeps adding things to the, to the service. Um, so all of my team has it. It's a one page PDF. You can pull it up by County, I think by city, anywhere in the country. Right. Every month. And, it, and you can actually even customize. So we, and we might get, I don't know if we're going to get into this today, but we use it for our annual review, uh, our annual review process as well. Same tool. Mm-hmm can uh, customize it based on what um, home value is. It'll mm-hmm. be your historical appreciation for that area. Yep. It'll one year and five year projected appreciations. Mm-hmm. Great to see if somebody's kicking tires or not sure if they should move from renting to owning. Mm. See how much money that that, that $400,000, $600,000 house could be worth five years from now. Right. Right. You sh- and you show realtors this. Like, wow, yeah, I want my clients seeing this on a regular basis. Yeah, it's the shareable document. It's, yeah. You can put it on social. Yeah, all that stuff. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. we don't even do that yet. It, it's literally, we download it as a PDF. We attach it to emails. Um, then, and it shows the affordability. So right. if you want to be really honest with clients and show them that you've got their best interests in mind, it tracks affordability for that area as well. And as we all know in the industry... Once it becomes more affordable to rent than to own, uh, we better have a lot of money stocked away in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Times, all right. Um, and and so we point that out, right? Because you're wanting to be an advisor versus a loan officer or a salesperson or somebody just trying to sell a loan. Yep, that's one of those those really transparent parts of that tool that, that we point out. Because right now it's great; it's above 100, which means housing is affordable given median income, median house price, 20 percent down. Yeah. yeah, it's a great tool. I'll put a link in the show notes to MBS Highway. People can check that out. I don't get commissioned. Uh, yeah, I've been using, yeah, we'll put an affiliate link for you. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. So uh, I wanted to talk about one thing, though, because talked about automating the process kind of after that in-person client meeting. Let's just say you got that done. And, and obviously, I want to clarify earlier, right? We talked about removing the automation. So I'm wondering if you're doing some things differently nowadays right? To still build that fence around your client without appearing to be automated. Video. Are these personal one-off videos? Are these bomb-bomb videos? What are they? Bomb-bomb. Yep. Okay. So, you know, these are, if anybody asks me what tools they need, it's, uh, they need some kind of presentation tool, right? We use Borrow Smart Analysis. Sorry, Dave. Great friends with Dave Savage, <laughs> but I love Mortgage Coach. If Borrow Smart Analysis ever goes out, uh, I'm all over Mortgage Coach and all my team will be using it like crazy again. Mm-hmm. But you need one of those tools. I don't care which one. You need a presentation tool. You need BombBomb. And you need MBS Highway. Those are the three tools. And then I sit back and I go, how could we leverage this in like 50 different ways? Sure. If you wanted a TBD kind of stay in touch campaign, you take the real estate report card, you put it up on your screen, and then you, instead of just sending out a PDF with a little email note, do a two-minute video of you going through and highlighting the key takeaways of the real estate report card. You're doing that to reinforce their smart decision to be purchasing. And that also reinforces you are an advisor. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, and the only person they should ever work with, you know, because we are, <laughs> right. you have to resell yourself constantly. And I think that's where a lot of uh, mortgage professionals, they lose sight of that. 
a lot of times we, we might hit a home run, right? And those people are just falling over sideways because they're, they're just so grateful to God above that they met you. And yeah, you know, there's rainbows over you and all that. And, and that never fades, but it not- fades fast in yeah. this world. Well, see, this, I want to highlight this too, because this is what I like about you and the high trust style of selling. And you talked about this in your client process, kind of your intake process, I'll call it, is you said, give them a reason, give them a compelling reason to want to come in to see yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, which, which is a brilliant, smart point. And, but then secondly, everything we're talking about, what made me think of is loyalty. There are so many people complain about loyalty and that loyalty is fading. Well, the question is why? And it goes back to what you said, I think, is like, give them a reason to be loyal. Yeah. Most people yeah. aren't giving them a compelling reason to stick, yeah. you know? Yeah. Back to, you know, we, we both have followed Todd Duncan, a lot of his teachings. He recorded something for our coaching group. It was a, it was a private video. And, but one of the things he said that just like, I loved, and I, I will never forget, he said, let's talk about this pricing compression. thing. Mm-hmm. He goes, the price compression has simply shown us how poorly prepared loan officers are around the country in providing unique value. Yeah. It shows me. Yep. True enough. That was just a bam. Um, He just called it right out. You know, we can go chase uh, different structures, whether banking versus brokering and all that, which is, we we know that conversations, everybody's like, one way to do life. (laughs) Right. So many ways, right. To do run your business. There's only one flavor of ice cream. (laughs) Exactly. And and anybody who's like my flavor is wrong. Right. Uh, That's not my style. As you can probably tell, I'll try to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get all worked up. <laughs> but it's it's more about how do we increase our value constantly? And yeah. I think that people don't spend enough time figuring that out. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. so prepared. You know, and I call my, my own advisors out on this stuff a lot. You know, um, you got to go in and, and we call a lot of the dress rehearsal and high trust coaching. You know, mm-hmm. and you've got to practice your lines. Yes. You know, yep. I, I can't tell you. I, 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 I headed up on a slide and I've said it for over 15 years now, how you borrow or finance your home has far-reaching impact on virtually every other aspect of your personal finances, including your ability to save, right, pay off debt, or retire someday when you want to how you want. Hmm. I've said that a bazillion times, and, I, and, if, and that will come out in every first phone conversation yeah. with somebody because I believe it. It's true. Mm-hmm. If you put all your money down versus half down, that impacts everything, everything else. Yep. And they try to compartmentalize things. So I bring up that those are the mistakes people often make. Mm-hmm. You not make those mistakes because they're sitting there going, well, I was about to compartmentalize and commoditize the heck out of this guy. But uh, apparently that's not what I'm supposed to do. You know? <laughs> if you're face that to sounds- face, you watch the wife and the husband look at each other like I was about to just yeah jump on him, but no go. Right? Um, but that's scripting. That's, pre- that's preparation. Right. Know that obstacle is going to come up and, and yes. people aren't spending time preparing to overcome that obstacle. Well, it's funny. And that's what I, I give a lot of respect to you and uh, Todd, right. And those, and those that he's training. Um, I, I remember like he has this famous saying, you know, it well, it's like, you know, when people moan and complain about scripting and he's like, well, you're already scripting. You just aren't yeah. any good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I need so- this- you have systems. They just suck. Yeah. Yeah. We all, we all have scripts. We're following yeah. a script. It's, yeah. They're but, just, but, conversion but, just needs to get better. That's all. 
but I want to leave, I want to leave it off on this point and we'll get into something else is, is that, and I think more important today than ever, because of the pressures uh, on us from all the various angles we've got is you've got to be more intentional in architecting that client experience than ever before. Um, yeah. It's always been important, but it's now even heightened. And it's like, look, what kind of, like you said, what kind of business do you want to have, right? Yeah. Do you want to have that high trust, high referral, awesome customer, or do you want to have a transactional business? Because that's another option. Yeah. And if that's you, all right, cool. Just know where you stand, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, uh, I've got a Keurig right here and I can walk down the streets of Starbucks. Right. I, I get coffee either way. And, and people have used Starbucks as examples and I need to reuse it, but it's kind of the same idea. You just choose your path. Sure. I don't fault anybody on their path. I just sit back a lot of times and I look at it from a 30,000 foot view and say, I could go sell a lower rate and I might pick up a couple of deals, but every single market, every single place in the country, there is somebody with a higher rate mm-hmm. doing more business than you. Yeah. And there's somebody with a better rate than you doing less business than you. Mm-hmm. So if you can just step back and, and agree with that fact. Yeah then it's not the rate. It, it isn't the rate. The rate needs to be somewhat in the vicinity, but people don't know what the best rate is. And so scripting also is asking the question, how will you know if you get the best rate? Actually, one of my mortgage advisors used that last week. And yeah. the other one's like, I, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Right? That's a pattern interrupt. Yes. You know they're going to ask you for the rate. That's all they know to ask. And that's okay, because that's how they've been trained. That's how online rocket mortgage commercials train them, mm-hmm. right? It, it, so you can't expect them not to ask that question. So you just need to be prepared for that question. So I know we probably talked about it far too much, but it, it well, all ties together on providing a great experience because if you gr- provide a great experience, right? The better the experience, the less the, the price tends to matter. I think, uh, yeah, one other point on that on scripting is questions. Whoever's asking the questions is in control. And when you're thinking about architecting your sales scripting process, think about really relevant, intentional, like you said, pattern interrupt, thought-provoking questions. Absolutely. That gives you back control. Then you can shift the conversation away from price. Yeah, I love it. What's the most important thing about getting the lowest rate to you? First Mm -hmm. is trying to validate your rate, right? Or convince them that your rate's okay. Or bashing the potential competition. And what you're going to start doing is they'll say, well, I want the lowest payment. Great, you know? If we can get you the lowest payment, what's the most important thing about that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I could I could take some of that money and pay off some of this debt over here. Great. If you could, if we could figure all that out and pay off that debt, what would that do for you? Man, I could finally start my, you know, kids, you know, 529 plan for college. Right. Now you're starting to get into that core value conversation. Right. And they're also the the everything's starting to click that. Okay, I see it's not just about the rate, it's about I'm trying to figure out how to buy this house and stay for college at the same time. Yeah. Yep. And suddenly, doesn't always happen, but suddenly if you're if you're a strategic advisor and they're the same person was saying I want to put all 200 grand down on my house because I want the lowest payment and that will keep, get me the lowest interest rate, you could say, you know, if we just put 20% down, avoid mortgage insurance that you said that's a bad thing. You make plenty of money. You can afford that. We take 10 grand and get rid of this credit card debt you've been chipping away at for a couple of years. And we still have about 85,000. What if you lump some funding, a college plan for your kids? And we looked at what that did for you. So you didn't have to try to budget it in anymore. Mm-hmm. Now your mortgage will be an eighth, maybe a quarter higher. Mm-hmm. 
right? You know, loan level price adjustments, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. But now they're seeing, they start to, like, and you don't have to have the answer, but that could come out on a first discovery call because it's, it's creating new thought. Like, I, I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Now there's maybe another reason for them to come in. And, well, let's just look at it. At the end of it, we might, I, might, I might tell you, yes, put it all down. But that might not be getting you where you want to be the easiest, right? The fastest, the safest way possible. And that's really my job. So I don't want to just add value to you over the next 30 to 45 days. My job is to add value to you and help you create wealth over the next 30 years of owning houses. So yeah, come on in, right? <laughs> so how's Tuesday or Thursday at three? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. Very good stuff. Very good scripting there. Let's um, let's real quickly. I'm going to take a look at my notes here from our when I, when I was observing you before. There's a number of directions I could go here. Kind of like your. Well, let's do this. We've talked about upfront, right? Let's talk about um, post close. Everybody gets and knows the annual review, but uh, you've got something that's much more, I think, um, detailed and structured. So explain to us kind of your process for post close, what that looks like. To you know, what I mean. Uh, you, how about this? I know yeah. you're getting what one to three loans out of every closed client. That's kind of the goal, right? Yeah. Referrals. Well, the goal. So this is what we're building right now. So yeah. open up the the curtains, right, and just yeah. working on because to me this is the biggest opportunity. I've got my whole group uh, here, my group here in Portland, focused on this. So first, getting clear on what the goal is. The goal for me is a minimum of 50% of our closed loans come from our database. Wow. So that's either, I hate the word past clients. We're trying, I'm trying to even get rid of that term in our world mm. because if you're managing their, their debt for life and you want clients for life, like we can't keep calling them past clients. And it's such a, it's such mm. a, right. Um, that's either a repeat client coming back to you, right. For future needs, mm-hmm. them directly referring a new client to you. Right. So for example, we were at, 30, we were just under 31% last year of our funded loans on our team were from database. Mm-hmm. Through the end of April, we were just over 50%. Wow. So obviously, whenever refinances kick up, that's key, but you got to be there to capture the refinances, right? You, bet, you better be the one who's in front of that versus, hey, I just got a refi quote from my credit union. You know, Can you beat it? Right. Or I'm go somewhere else. So that's my goal. My, my BHAG, my big hair edition's goal is to get us to 75%. Oh, if, you, if you can really see the value in this, then you'll figure out the how. Because there's a lot of hows you get to this. But what you do is if, if we're treating our book of business, well, just like that, we're treating all of our closed clients like a book of business. Mm-hmm. No different than a financial advisor does or an insurance agent does. We don't have the quote unquote residual income in our business. Our residual income, if we do it right, is our database, right? The clients that have already bought from us. Um, they must like us. They trust us. So we treat that like a book of business. And so what we're tracking as a group is our, our total liabilities under management. People have said over the years, you know, the mortgages under management was a phrase, you know, back in the day. People said they do it. People don't do it with squat. They just say they do it to get the business. They get the loan. Right. Uh, I get it. But we really want to do it because... If we do that well, well, who are we then creating business to give out to constantly? Yeah, referral partners. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm starting to, I'm taking this to the next level right now. So not all of it's in place, but I'm happy to share what we're working on because first understand why this is so important in my opinion, because that's consumer direct is where things are going. 
mm-hmm. been going there for a while. Yeah. Um, this is our version of consumer direct. Okay. So looking at a real estate agent is simply somebody who's out there that I'm partnering with who's filling up my book of business. And then once it gets in there, what our commitment is becoming now is to be able to say to a real estate agent, for every client you refer my way that we close together, my commitment is in the next 12 months, turn that into another new referred client to you. Mm. And how do they respond to that, real estate agents? I mean, some drool starts to come out right of my ear and... Uh, you know, now it's, they love it. They love the idea. So the next part is, how do you do that? Most of them actually don't even ask that, to be honest. I mean, they're like, oh, that's good. Awesome. Let's go. <laughs> you will win. You will win partnerships just by them seeing that that's, that's where your heart is. And that's where your head's at. I mean, and nobody else is saying that either. No, because they're scared to, well, I don't know if I can really, I can really do that. Here's the reverse psychology is on how, you know, Jeff, like if you go out to a meeting and say, this is what is going to happen. If you work with me. And they say, okay, cool, let's do that. You're going to go back and have to figure it out. You're on the hook, yeah. And, and it could be as old school, cold turkey as you're making personal phone calls to every client you close asking for referrals by yourself. Mm-hmm. But you can expand upon that. And, and, and we've talked before on this a little bit, but a post-close experience, mm-hmm. a post-close process, I don't want a post-close system. I'm going, I, I ask the question, what would be a post-close experience so that when a client wraps up their mortgage, gives us a five-star review, says that was great. We say, love hearing that. Wait till you see what we do for you going forward from this point. Mm. That's a power phrase, right? Like, yeah. That, that's like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Are we done? Right? You're right. Hey, I got my house. No, because as I said on the discovery call... My job is to add value to you over the next 30 to 45 days or until you find your house and get your loan closed. It's to add value to you over the next 30 plus years of being a homeowner. Mm. Right? You're going to have four to five houses, a few refinances in between. Whether we do things right or not, or strategic reasons, maybe we'll reverse mortgage someday. Possibly 10 financing needs over the course of your life, but you're making repayment decisions every month of your life. Mm. Right? So we're going to help you with that. and. Yep. You then need to go figure out how to, how to do that. So the annual review is like the, the centerpiece of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the, it's the, everything revolves around that, but you've got to right. set expectations for it. Because most people that try to do annual reviews, you know, they don't get a very good response. It still comes across like you're selling a mortgage. You know what I mean? So how do you, how do you do it differently then? So you don't run into that. Well, one, it has to be explained the way I just said it. Yep. And by the way, are you explaining that upfront early, like before the yeah. loan closes? Yeah. So that's the part we're getting way better at now. So first, you've got to believe that you want clients for life. You've got to believe that you can provide value to them after they close. You've got to believe in you. how much it take, right? To make sure they always come back to you, that it's that important. Um, so then selling the annual review process starts at the first discovery call. Heck, it could start with your referral partners knowing it and talking about it. So you just kind of back up the whole process and go, it's now a selling point because life changes. Things change. We're always going to make sure you're in the best mortgage and money position to achieve your short and long-term financial goals. And we're putting a process around that. But if you don't believe it, then none of the rest is going to matter. Well, real quickly then, just uh, um, keep my eye on the time. Give us a high-level overview of you've got various touch points after the loan closes. And what do those touch points look like? So here's the ideal. 
Mm-hmm. Right now, I let the loan officers follow it and do it. And I'm about to hire somebody who's just going to own this entire process. So it always happens without fail. doesn't matter how busy they get in a month or how many leads all of a sudden came up. This stuff's happening. Loan officers should do a post-closing review call with the client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll ask me, well, can that be an email? No, it needs to be a phone call. Like yeah. That's the world we're going into. So they've been doing an email. Now I'm starting to change it to say, you need to do a personal phone call five to 15 minutes, set the stage for what they're going, what they can expect over the next 12 months. Okay. And on that call, you're definitely setting the stage for the annual review a year from now. Mm-hmm. And if you can, you're going to schedule the next five years of annual reviews right then. Get them on the calendar. <laughs> the five, them on the calendar. Are you serious? Scheduling five years out? Yeah, that's my next phase. We're doing that. It, wow. That's cool. If you know what to expect then loan officers can get over the call reluctance. The, the par- part of the oh yeah yeah the method here, right, is they don't call because they're going to think I'm just selling them a loan and they're at three and a half on a 30-year fixed and, uh, you know, I'm two months late. They closed back in February and now it's May. They don't call. Well, if you promised you were going to call, you're more likely to call. If you right. told never to sell them a loan, but just to make sure they're on the right path, all these little things in, in my world are getting them confident to just make those calls. Sure. Right? Yeah. So then a, there's a one month call, like first payment call. Some people do that. Right. Three months, six months. And then the reminder somewhere in the 11th month, or it could be the very first day of the, the 12th month for the annual review. That's the system we're putting in place now as we speak. Yep. Um, and the reality is some of them do that really well on their own and some don't. And I need it to happen as the, as the branch manager, as the leader. I need it to happen on everybody all the time. So you're essentially going to have a concierge to do that for them? Yeah. Post-closing manager, concierge. Okay. Oversee this process. Because I hired somebody a couple of years ago who helps me with our, our financial planner channel. But now what he's doing is he's, he is teeing up and getting out an annual review email with an equity analysis, mm-hmm. attaching the real estate report card, and that's going out to every single client the month of their anniversary. Uh, are you using something to prepare the equity analysis? So he goes through and just checks uh, at a minimum Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, just a few free websites. And I know there's automation of this like HomeBot now. Right. I haven't got into that stuff yet. Um, an email we've crafted, right? Saying, hey, it's time for any review. Um, here's a rough idea of what your house is worth. We look at where amortization wise, what you're probably owing their mortgage, and we call that house wealth. Here's your current house wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, then the call to action is reach back out to us to schedule a 15 minute phone review and a little bit why that's so important. And we, he copies the loan officer on it, the mortgage advisors copied on it, and we attach the real estate report card customized with the price of their house that we looked up. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, we've sent out over 300 of those already this year. Just to clarify, is that sent out via email, hard copy, what? That's email. Yep. That's email. Okay, nice. And then it comes with a phone call and you kind of do a walkthrough on that. That's the part in process. So I have my mortgage advisor is actually mailing that out, mm-hmm. having great success. She's in a smaller town, smaller community. Yeah. And... That's what I was going to say. I think maybe more impactful. 
It is. So, you know, if you're the loan officer having to pay for that, you just got to decide is that, is there ROI there? And I, I truly believe there is. I would think so. What's the average life, lifetime value, right? Of that client. Yeah. And then the job is for the loan officer to follow up on that. Now, the one thing we're going to put in place now that I've got a couple of them already doing, here's an idea anybody can go copy is record a one-time video via BombBomb, an evergreen video about the annual review. And yep. we're going to be getting from whoever on your team is doing this. So it sets the stage. It goes out on the first day of each month to all your May people, to all your June people. We'll get a video from you, you know, because some of you, if you got a big database of closed clients, you're not going to call them all. No. So if you want to outsource this or delegate it, like if if I'm hiring somebody to do this, the loan officer needs to have their face in front of them at a minimum once a year. Mm-hmm. Record a video, get it out via bomb bomb one time to know that that group of March people, April people, May people, then when they get the emailed version or the mailed version, they, they were expecting it. And you can stay on your video. You know, Here's what you need to do when you receive it. Reach back out or click the Calendly link or however you want to do it. And, sure. say, and here's why it's so important. Here's some things we're going to cover. I like that. That's good, man. I'm sure you're already seeing people who, who set that up. The booking rate for those annual review calls, because you've got that process built in up front, you're getting a much better response on those and engagement on those. We are, but it's not where I want it. You know, it's all a work in progress. I know it's not where you want it because you're getting 75% of your closed loans from past uh, yeah. <laughs> database, man. That's a really big goals, but uh, awesome. I know it's being done out there and I know it's possible. So this is going to continue to evolve. And that's why I need somebody to own it. And yeah. if Officer won't make the calls. Then I need somebody making those calls because it needs to be a. We need clients for life, and that that just makes the rest of our business easy. And remember back what I said earlier. I want everybody to be able to confidently promise the real estate agent that we're going to get a client for you in the next twelve months, referred by that client we just closed. So we have to do these things. You know, if we close two hundred deals this year, you should be able to be excited. That, okay, that I, I with my system, I have two hundred coming in next year, guaranteed. Oh yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, look, we are uh, approaching the top of the hour. And what I'd like to do before we close out is briefly uh, take uh, about two minutes and talk about your book, why you wrote it, and any impact it's had on your business. Oh, huge. Yeah, I've got a couple of books. Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. I co-authored that with my one of my mentors, Todd Ballinger. Uh, mm-hmm. We were back in 07, I want to say. We rewrote it, shaved it down a little bit, updated all the examples. That's that book. I do CE classes around this. Clients get it as gifts. It shows financial advisors that we basically... Is it self, self-published? This one is. Yeah. Okay. Then I wrote another one called Mortgages, Money, and Life. I, I rolled that one out a year and a half ago. That one's actually on Amazon. And this is more... This is consumer-focused. Mm-hmm. This is two lessons that I've written over the years about mortgages, uh, money, and, and life. So this is something we surprise everybody. Once we get an application in, we see an application come in. Every single person gets this. Really? Yeah, with a letter from me for my whole branch. Wow. Uh, talk talk about it costs some money, <laughs> but, yeah. but it's a conversion, right? And so that is a planned surprise that shows up in the mail. No matter who the loan officer is, their boss is sending out a gift. It's a right. The law of reciprocity is what you're you're banking. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's having some good impact. Yeah. So obviously that ups your personal brand, your perceived expert status, all that. Credibility. Yeah. And just a, wow, I haven't even done business with you guys yet. And I was about to call through the lenders, but wow, this is really cool. 
right? Whether they read it or not, that's the key with having a book or writing a white paper. I mean, everybody should have something. Yeah. Virtual capital. Sure. An e-guide, a download, ebook. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Absolutely. And what I'm looking, I'm, look, I'm looking at this, what this is, is it's 52 weekly lessons on a new way of looking at owning a home, creating wealth and making smarter decisions with your money. Yep. That's a great subtitle, by the way. Love that. Took me like a year to come up with it. But yeah. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> great copywriting. Uh, how long did it take you to actually put the book together? That particular book? You know, I had written all the content over the last like five to 10 years. It still took me a year to just relook through everything. Mm. You know, update it all, um, make it generic enough so somebody could be reading this five years from now. Mm-hmm. If I could take any dates out that I had back in the day when I wrote it as a blog or something. So it took mm-hmm. a year to put together and then, you know, approve the, the cover and all that jazz. And now, and I, it's not for the money, right? It's, it's just for positioning and, yeah. and gifts and um, credibility. Oh, 100% a positioning thing for sure. I mean, you know, I teach that in the branding classes and you know this very well. What's the perception you have of somebody who's a published author? Right. We use the words already, expert, uh, knowledgeable, trustworthy, credibility, all that stuff. Yeah. So all that Um, ties back into what you were talking about. I want them to come in face-to-face, come up with reasons for them to face-to-face. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, cool. So I love, I love this conversation, man. And, and I, I achieved my goal. So how's that? My, my goal was to give uh, two goals, really, to give people a, a, a different perspective or revisit a perspective they may have heard before about high trust sales, you know, kudos, Todd Duncan, um, and that whole, this whole process of relationships and being an advisor, uh, not a transaction-based loan officer. That and you peppered in, I think, like tons of ideas, more ideas per minute than any other podcast out there. Uh, <laughs> so it was awesome, man. I appreciate that. For people who want to reach out to you, uh, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes to your website, but what's the main website you want to send them to? Yeah, too. BorrowSmartRepaySmart.com. Yep. That's yep. one of the consumer websites you want to see kind of the, the stuff we're teaching homeowners and homebuyers. TrevorHammond.com is, is more of a, a coaching site that I just... I've got something I want to teach loan officers anywhere, whether they watch it or not. I just record. I put it up on that site. You'll get there and it says dearloanofficer.com, which is kind of a branding thing. But that's just where I, I go, man, I need to share this with the world of mortgage professionals out there and mm-hmm. it helps somebody. Yeah. And you also have a YouTube channel. People can watch your videos over there. So everything are going to be in the show notes. So people can easily just yeah. click a thumb on their phone and go check that stuff out. So happy to help. Trevor Hammond, man. Appreciate you being here on the birthday podcast. <laughs> happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, my friend. Uh, I will be in touch with you soon. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you. If you like this episode, let us know. You know how to do it. Leave a little review out on the interwebs and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. 
Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from 8 to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.